Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Monday morning. Max, what's going on? Oh, you got us uh, DGENs for your Monday morning commute or your Monday morning work from home, whatever it is. We got lots of stuff to talk about today. I mean, really jam-packed uh, day of football yesterday. We got uh, the best Monday night football matchup I've ever, ever seen going to happen tonight. I can't wait to dissect that one. So many advanced analytics here on that one. We're looking at, at a high-scoring affair. It's going to be wonderful. So enjoy. Yes, yes. It's Panther, it's like Thursday night has come to Monday. Um, you know, they probably put this thing on Thursday night and we'd get just about as brutal of a performance. Uh, I apologize. Miss Saturday, um, the kids came a calling and I knew I was going to be on the road and there was no way I was going to be able to do an hour show with no computer screen, no notes or anything. So you guys held down the fort. I didn't beat me up too bad, I guess. A few, you know, Panther shots, but whatever. It's all good because I love you guys. I miss you guys. And we're going to talk about some football today. That's right. What's going on, Richard? Long weekend of football. Just a lot of housework to do. I'm glad to get back to just doing normal things like talking sports, betting sports, and uh, not needing to clean and fix every freaking thing in the house because we're going to have a party. (laughs) All right. No more parties at Rich's house. Never again. No, I (laughs) never. never. Oh, Max, that's that's your future right there. That that resignation in Rich's voice, that's your future. Dude, that's my present. <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, one, one thing about the pandemic is it means that I, I don't have people over my house anymore. Like, I don't have to worry about entertaining people. Like, I, I can barely entertain myself. How the hell am I going to entertain people? Right. Like, fuck that. <laughs> no, listen, I, I'm, I'm probably like almost, what, almost 20 years Rich is uh, younger. I don't want to put him at 60 years old, but, you know, I'm, I'm almost, 20, 20, 20, almost 20 years younger and just as resigned as he has. So that's, that's pretty accurate. All right, man. I know you've got some notes. You and Panther have notes and, you know, Rich is going to have some, a few points. So let's get to it. All right. Let's do uh, Max's NFL week nine touchdown. Point number one, the Bills get their signature win. Maybe uh, Buffalo Bills best win to date had been over the L.A. Rams in a game that they almost gave away. But now at seven and two, maybe we can finally say they have a signature win as they beat the Seahawks 44 to 34. As we all predicted, Josh Allen had a solid day against the Seattle defense. He went for 415 yards, three touchdowns. He actually helped me cash in two DFS tournaments yesterday. Mm. So thank you, Mr. Allen. For the Bills, uh, that win keeps some distance from the surging Dolphins. For the Seahawks, though, I mean, they still have the edge in the NFC West, but you have to start worrying if their luck is starting to fade a bit there in Seattle. Point number two, Dallas played three-fourths of a great game yesterday. (laughs) Uh, Cowboys almost stunned the Steelers. Their defense played really, really well for most of the game. Through three quarters, the Cowboys held Pittsburgh to a total of nine points, and they blanked them in both the first and the third quarters. Steelers did end up scoring 15 points in the fourth to pull away with a 24-19 win. I think I think they actually what was that a dumb push on on the total 43? I think that was that's what, what was that. Was. I think so. Yeah, I think it was a dumb push. Uh, listen, man, we've talked about Ezekiel Elliott on the show. We've talked about his contract right now. 
so the good news for him is he did outrun the entire Steelers team combined. He, he just outran all of the Steelers, but then he was outrun by Tony Pollard with half the touches. So we know that Jerry's loyal, but I, I listen, I really think they need to consider cutting ties with, uh, with Elliot <clears throat> unless he can show that he cares out there. Cause right now it's, I don't know if he cares that he sees it's a losing season and is just not there. Point number three, the return of Alex Smith. The Washington football group lost to the Giants yesterday, but the storyline is that Alex Smith will be the starting QB from here on out. Washington lost Kyle Allen to a dislocated uh, ankle injury. Uh, They replaced him with Smith in that game. It wasn't a great outing for Alex Smith. He did get picked off three times, but he threw for 325 yards and a touchdown. So he, I don't think he's gun shy about being you know, hit anymore. On the other side of the field, Daniel Jones had a pretty solid day for the Giants. He was harassed a lot by Washington, got sacked five times, got hit nine times, something like that. But he did not give the ball up once. And I think that was the difference maker. If Washington doesn't lose that turnover battle five to nothing, they win that game. Big time, probably, but uh, we said it all along. If Daniel Jones can hold on to the ball, he's not that bad of a quarterback, kind of like the Jets have to deal with with Sam Darnold. Uh, Point number four, I'll call this one too close for comfort. Uh, We said this on the Saturday show. There's just a few games that I was iffy about with those lines, with the underdogs. I felt like they can keep it close. Those two games happened to be Houston at Jacksonville and Carolina at Kansas City. Both games ended with the favorite winning by only two points for the Chiefs. It's, it's got to be a bit of a wake-up call to not let the other team dictate the pace of the game. Uh, there's a fine line for Kansas City between like running the ball too much and just letting Mahomes be Mahomes. But if they let a better team than the Panthers, if they played another team that was better than the Panthers yesterday, and they let that team control the clock for 63% of the game, it could end up with a loss. Looking at Jacksonville, I think they got some solid quarterback play from Mr. Jake Luton Free. They came up a bit short in their comeback win over the Texans. But it's kind of what you want to see from a team like Jacksonville, right? You want to see them be competitive. You want to see them lose by one or two points, but lose the game altogether, right? You want to see competitive fire in this team that that can carry over to next season, uh, but still lose so you can get a high draft pick. Point number five, Tua goes for two. Mr. Tagovailoa has now won his first two NFL games. Miami beat Arizona 34 to 31 yesterday, two a three for 248 yards, two touchdowns, while also running for 35 yards. Uh, Kyler Murray actually outplayed him, but Miami came out with a win, which is kind of all that matters there. Dolphins now five and three. They have a legit chance of making the playoffs this year. They really do. I, th- I think the Dolphins have a chance of making the playoffs, uh, and I think it's the best of both worlds for Miami. They get to see what they have in Tua. They make the playoffs, and they still get a slew of good draft picks next year from all the trades they made last year. So Dolphins sitting pretty probably for a couple of years now. Point number six, I'll call this one no over for the Bears because I do fear that my preseason over pick for the Bears is starting to fade away. It's starting to get outside my grasp. Chicago lost to the Titans 24-17 yesterday. They now dropped to a 5-4 and four record. Uh, Bears blanked for three quarters before deciding, eh, it's okay to play offense. We're talking about this in the pre-show. Nick Foles had a pretty good game, most of that in the fourth quarter. Bears just could not get on the board, though. And a couple of fumbles, I think, doomed them. They could not get any turnovers from Tennessee. So the Bears' defense played pretty good. They just could not get the turnovers. They lost the turnover battle. They lost the game. 
And for the Titans, I think they just need to play better. If they want to be a playoff contender, I know a win's a win, but in this win, you're starting to see Tennessee is just, they, they got to play a lot better if they want to win in the playoffs. Here's my extra point. Are the Saints the NFC's best team? Ah, man. I, you know, I call it mediocrity. You can call it parody if you want. Either way, it's just a lot of okay teams in the NFC. I think standing right now out in the crowd is the New Orleans Saints. They were healthy. Uh, they were complete for the first time this season. Drew Brees looked motivated. He looked unretired in the mind, right? We talked about that earlier in the season, how once you kind of say, I'm thinking about retirement, you, you get retired in your mind. He looked unretired yesterday against Mr. Tom Brady. He wanted to win that one. And the result was a 38-3 to thumping of the Bucks on Sunday night football on the road, too. We've got to say that. I think the win gives the Saints an inside edge to winning the NFC South at this point in time. Uh, it could be a team like Green Bay, the frauds there, or the frauds in Seattle that end up getting the top seed in the NFC. It could happen. But right now, I'd say the Saints, by and far, look like the best team in the NFC. That is Max's touchdown. I apologize to all you loyal listeners because you can tell by when I do my notes, Max and I don't talk. So I actually repeat a lot of stuff because I came up with the same conclusions. Uh, so we'll go through my points real quick, but I'm going to probably hit some of the things that Max already said. Number one, though, he didn't touch on this. The Falcons have won three of their last four since firing Dan Quinn. Should have won all four if, you know, they, Todd Gurley knew not to go into the end zone. Teams only given up 27 or less in their last five games. They gave up 30 or more in their first four. So the Falcons... The point here isn't that they're playing much better, but they might have their coach in Raheem Morris. Point number two, this is just a big – it's a question, but I think I have a answer. But what the hell are the Kansas City Chiefs doing? They've abandoned the run game. It's not that they can't run. It's that they won't run. They've abandoned the run game the last two weeks while Mahomes has thrown the ball 100 times for nine touchdowns. I think they're just kind of toying around. I honestly think they, they're going against these opponents. They think they've got it in check, and they're just trying out some things, putting Mahomes in motion, running some gadget plays. It just feels like they know what they have in the run game, and they're just out there literally playing street ball with the other 14-year-old kids in the playground. That's the only thing I can come up with because they, they went and got Le'Veon Bell. You got the first-round pick in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and now we're not using them. They're saving them for something. I, I'm watching the Chiefs curiously at best. Number three, the Viking strategy. You guys will love this because you're Kirk Cousins haters. More Dalvin Cook, less Cousins. Cousins thrown the ball 34 times in the last two games. Both wins. Dalvin Cook has been damn near unstoppable. This might this strategy might get them close to the playoffs and save Zimmer's job. Um, but yeah, Dalvin Cook has been an absolute beast. When we talk fantasy on uh, Wednesdays, he's never a value play, but if man, if he's going to keep putting up these numbers, he's a value play. Number four, Steelers keep winning, but man, they're underwhelming. The, the last two weeks, the offense has not really generated much offense. Yesterday, only 46 yards rushing on the ground, but once again, the defense picked up two more turnovers. That's six in the last two weeks. At some point, the Steelers offense is going to have to let score some points and move the ball 
and in the defense not carry them. So um, I got questions about the Steelers. They're undefeated, but I'm not convinced they're the best team in the AFC. Number five, Matt's definitely touched on this. Uh, Tua was good. He was efficient. The Dolphins currently sit as the seventh seed. So if the season ended right now, they are in the playoffs. But Kyler was phenomenal. 21 of 26, 283, three touches, 11 carries for another 106 and another touch. Here's the big hang-up with the Cardinals. And, and we find this with the teams that we hate on, right? The, the Vikings and the Seahawks and the Cowboys, how bad their defenses are. The Cardinals' defense is bad. They've given up 30 or more points in three of their last five. The only two games that they didn't were the Jets and the Cowboys. They got defensive problems they need to fix. Point number six, uh, again, Max hit this right on the head. Breeze looked rejuvenated. He had his full allocation of weapons, um, just throwing the ball wherever he wanted. You could tell his demeanor on the sideline, uh, clapping when the defense made a stop. Um, opposite, Brady was off. He was under pressure, throwing behind players, overthrowing players. He only connected with Gronk one time on six attempts. Uh, no running game at all. The Buccaneers literally only ran the ball five times. Um, so, yeah, questions about those Buccaneers. The extra point has nothing to do with the NFL. There's no way I'm not coming in here and saying, how about them Irish, baby? Mm. Rick? How about those Irish? Yeah, they beat up a backup quarterback. A freshman. How about that? Fucking hate it. The freshman's better than their starter. Yeah, well, that freshman threw a lot of passes. I saw a little bit of that game that they were way, way, way off target. Yeah, and if that freshman knows how to hand the ball off to his running back, <laughs> then Notre Dame doesn't win that game. <laughs> but they don't have COVID in, in South Bend. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> So I had a couple quick points for me. The best bets in football, bet against Atlanta in the fourth quarter and on the Bears in the fourth quarter. I think Atlanta has the worst fourth-point differential. The Bears have the best fourth-point di differential. So you don't need to bet the whole game. Just wait to the fourth quarter and go ahead and make those bets. <laughs> As Panther said, Dalvin Cook is probably the best player in football, and no one's talking about him except us on the uh, the fantasy show. As both of you alluded to, Kansas City looks vulnerable at times. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I don't know what their coaching staff is doing, but Patrick Mahomes can take you out of any problem. Speaking of problems, even though Houston's played well after the firing their coach, they still have problems. Beating Jacksonville by two is, uh, I, I think, an omen of bad things to come for that team. Talking about teams that have no offense, Indy has no offense. I don't think they have an identity whatsoever at all. And they're going to struggle against better teams, even though their defense is okay. But if their offense can't take pressure off the defense, the defense is eventually going to crack, just like they did yesterday. Daniel Jones should just pretend every team is just a football club. and He might actually win a few games. Miami is for real. Their defense, I think, scored a couple games in a row. Now they show that they can also score some points. No doubt about that. As I said on Saturday's show, good teams find a way to, to win. Chargers find a way to lose. This time it was replay. Ball came out and hit the chalk. So that's uh, pretty bad for them. The Cowboys might cover more than uh, people expect going down the stretch because every team views them as a live bye week. So they, they, they're they not <laughs> going to get the best performance from everybody out there. As Panther mentioned on the show, Tampa Bay apparently forgot what running the ball means, running the ball just five times. That's actually history. It's the lowest the team has ever tried to run in a game in NFL history. And then finally, every quarterback is looking for Seattle on their schedule and circling that week. Every yeah. fantasy player, this point forward, whoever's starting against the Seattle defense, that's your fantasy, daily fantasy quarterback for the week. You don't even have to think about it. Can't disagree. Listen, I, I, I did DFS yesterday. I put Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs as, as as my pairing there. Great. I also listen. I, I also had a uh, Dalvin Cook. I spent some money on Dalvin Cook. That that was that was nice. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, man. You, you're you're going to circle that Seattle defense because Josh Allen looked like that MVP guy from earlier in the season. Am I betting on Josh Allen next week? No, no, not at all. <laughs> Oh, man. So I like Max's analysis of uh, Tennessee. They need to play better. That, that's some Tom Landry stuff right there, Max. Well, that's, good a, job. that's that simple, man. Yeah. They just got to play better. They're a good team. They just got to play better. <laughs> you know, you, you are Homer Simpson working I for am. Scorpion. Scorpio. Hey, Scorpio. Hey, Scorpio. Listen, yes. it's like, can you guys work harder? Yes. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, and Panther apparently just now has discovered who Andy Reid is. He's a genius. He's a madman. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't remember his running backs' names. <laughs> yeah, you, you think Le'Veon Bell regrets signing with the Chiefs? Now, I think he probably wishes he had gone with the Bears because yeah. he he's on a one-year contract. 
And I mean, and he's going to be a free agent at the end of this year based upon what, who's going to want him or pay him anything. He's still going to be fresh. And he's going to have, and he's going to have a ring, which is the whole reason he went there. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be anything because of him with four carries a game. That's for sure. Yeah. And the water boy gets a ring. You think he cares how he gets it? I think he's going to care about his paycheck next year and it ain't going to be much. No, I, f- I think you're probably right. Oh boy. So we got all that out of the way and we do have a football game to talk about t- today. We have got the New England Patriots going to the New York Jets. Uh, it's open up Patriots minus seven and a half. It's minus 10 now. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Um, see, I, I was joking about this earlier. What, what, a, what a wonderful f- Monday Night Football matchup we're going to have here. Two teams with a combined record of two and 14. And of course, those two wins belong to the Patriots. This is a team, two teams that uh, cannot score points combined for 19 total points per game. If you added up their average points per game over their last three games, that is 13 by the Patriots and six by the Jets. So what can we expect is the offensive explosion of the century, right? We're, we're going to see, you know, just everything going all out. You guys tell me before the show that Sam Darnold is out, right? It's going to be, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Flacco. Geez, Flacco. Flacco is going to start, start a quarterback, right? I mean, I don't, I don't see a point spread changing because of that. You know, I, I just don't. I mean, Flacco, Darnold, to me, same difference. You know, one has a Super Bowl ring, right? So, I mean, there's that. You can be like Le'Veon Bell polishing a Super Bowl ring. Um, I think we're just going to be in more of the same here. I think the Jets' offense is just putrid. I think the Patriots' defense should have an easy day ahead of them, but even there, they're just they're not that good anymore. Offensively, the Patriots, they're going to want to try to run up the score. You know Bill's going to want to try to run up the score against the Jets. I just don't think they have the talent to do so. I looking at this game, I have New England winning it by nine points. So if you're telling me the point spread is nine and a half or ten at some books, sadly, I'm going to lean the Jets here. That is going to be my play. And with with that, I just want to say that my my NFL football week was pretty damn good this week. Mm-hmm. I was ten and three overall, uh, picking against the spread. Uh, and my bets, uh, you know, I, I did quite well. So my last bet was on the Saints, and that's how it's going to stay because I'm not betting on this game. I will keep my Jets lean. If I go out with a whimper and, and the Patriots absolutely slaughter them, fine. But I can't bet on this fucking game. I just – I no. Well, one thing I definitely will agree on is I can't bet on this game. Um, this is two of the worst – like not figuratively, literally two of the worst offensive teams in the league. And when you look at the points for, uh, for the jets and the Patriots, they are the worst in the NFL. Um, the, the thing that we're looking at here is can either one of them establish a running game? Because you can't really bank on these quarterbacks. Cam Newton started off pretty good when the season started, but he's regressed to where, I mean, it wouldn't be, shocked to see him get benched with a poor performance tonight. Um, I have no faith in Joe Flacco at all, as Max alluded to. He's got a ring, but compliments of that Raven defense a decade ago. This is just, I, I don't know where the points are coming from. It could be a field goal festival. This is one of those situations where, you know, I'll, I'll agree with Arch's sentiment often when we're looking at double digit spreads, it's just too many points 
if the Patriots win, it's probably something like 20 to 10. Like 10 just seems to be the Jets' ceiling. But um, I think I'll just lean the Jets here with those points. The Jets' defense has given up 30 points in five of their eight games and at least 24 in seven of eight games. I think the Patriots will get over 21 points. The two games Flacco started, they scored zero in one in 10 in the other. So Joe Flacco is averaging five points a game on offense. Whether the Patriots' defense is healthy or not, I don't really think that's going to matter. For as bad as the Cowboys' offense is, the Jets' side of the ball might be the worst side of the ball in the entire league. They failed to get over 300 yards total offense in all but one game this year. I think the Patriots will get to over 20, (laughs) and, well, the Jets will get five. They'll get a field goal and a safety, in which case the – the, the, the Patriots cover. So I'm going to go out on a limb here today. Maybe I'll be on an island. I think you can go ahead and take the Patriots, not because the Patriots are that good, but because the Jets are that bad on both sides of the ball. And a defensive touchdown for the Patriots could prove to be what puts them over the number. So I'm going to bet the Patriots. You're right about that, by the way. The, pa- the, the Jets' offense is worse than, you know, <laughs> that side is worse than anybody else's side, offense or defense, in the NFL. You're right about that. Um, they're even worse than the Dallas Cowboys defense. Adam Gase, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Gase. Bravo, Adam Gase. The offensive genius. Yeah. And the Patriots defense is still like 12th or something in the league, so it's not a bad defense. No. It's top three in the AFC, I would say, right? Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, to your point, I'm not going to bet it, but I am leaning the Patriots here. I Two below average teams. Yeah, anything can happen. I'll just, I'm, but I am going to lean the Pats minus the 10. Uh, the total in this one, Max, is 41.5. It was up to like 42.5 or so, and now it's, it's recessing. I don't necessarily disagree with Rich in regards to the Patriots scoring. He said 21 or more. I have them scoring exactly 21. Oh, there you so go. I, I do have them scoring 21. I just happen to have the Jets scoring 12. <laughs> so uh, that's where we're a little bit off. But who knows with Flacco? Maybe he's right. Maybe that 12 turns into five. I don't know. Um, uh, so this is under, right? This, uh, my total is 33. It's 41 and a half, you're saying? It's, that's well within the under. Um yeah, I, I don't see this going over 40 points. Uh, if it is, it is really going to have to be because the Patriots score 30. It would have to be. <laughs> or or more, I think what's more likely is because you have such inept offenses, the defenses could literally put up the majority of the points, turnovers, special teams, something along those lines. But the Patriots have put up 21 points one time last week. Uh, they were 6, 12, 10. They've not been efficient. We know the ineptitude of the Jets. So that, I, I, don't, I don't even know if they can get to 30. I had this game at roughly at 20 to 10, and I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't get there. Uh, so I'll bet the under here. This game screams the under, 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 mm-hmm. under. But then I look at the fact that the Jets' defense does give up 30 points way more often than not. And I can see the Patriots offense generating two touchdowns, two field goals. But I can also see the Patriots defense scoring a touchdown, which can put them close to that 30-point threshold. 
And if Max is right and they end up scoring 12 points, that's going to put them at 42 and it's going to kill everybody that goes on the under. I'm afraid. I'm more afraid of this under bet than I am of the Patriots. So I'm just going to lean in the under. Gotcha. And yeah, it's a lean for me because I, it does feel like, yeah, it feels like Max, do you have a number on that? I just pulled it up. Yeah. So here's the thing. It is the no brainer. It's a square sucker play to, to pull this under all the public is on the under the sharps are jumping on the over. So, I mean, the, the people with the money think that, that there's going to be some points scored here. Um, so, yeah, it probably is that, that square sucker play. I, I still fine. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker then. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see how it's possible. Like, yeah. really, you know, I'm, I'm taking everything that Rich is saying. I'm adding up the points. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm, like, I'm digging in the couch cushion for some points here. It's still not getting over 41 with me. All right. Well, I, I'm going to lean the under, too. My, my numbers say under, but... I, I definitely wouldn't bet this game. Rich is absolutely right. Be afraid of the under. Don't yeah, betting this is this is going to be tough. Kind of reminds me of the Jets when they played the Broncos. Remember how we were all oh, this game? They could be lucky to crest ten uh, points combined, and and they went on for what almost sixty or something. And Joe Flacco, you know, he, he had he got some tutelage from John Elway, the, the genius. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, jeez. Right. You, you're just you just love that. I mean, you just love the fact that the Broncos just can't can't figure that out. Goddamn yeah. right, I do. John always <laughs> a genius. He should stay GM for life. Oh shit! All right, anything else we need to touch on? All right, Max, that's it. That is it. Support degeneracy by buying our t-shirts. Head over to absolutedegeneracy.com. Go to the DGen shop. Make sure to buy those t-shirts and hats and all those wonderful things. Download the DGen's app for Android, iOS. Let us know what you think about our picture picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, sometimes Amazon Podcasts, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podzilla, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Rich, final words. It's going to be a big week of college football. So I know that Max is looking forward to that. We have college football, what, every day this week and going into the weekend. So I'm looking forward to that, too. I'm also looking forward to you telling your friends about us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever it is and however it is that you communicate with your friends, because friends don't let friends bet without absolute degeneracy. Panther, I I know you're home uh, and you home with us again unlike saturday Uh, time to take us home you know i I just every once in a while you gotta take a day off max takes a day off you take a week off it seems so i I, i've been working carrying you two so i needed a day off with my kids but i'm back and we're talking football we're talking hopefully basketball here pretty soon looks like that that's gonna happen so you guys know the deal get on the app get on the website Let us know what you did this weekend, what you're going to do tonight, and what it's all said and done, kids. Let's make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.